Happy Friday, everybody. Um, my name is Mark Goddard, uh, coming to you from uh, Carlsbad, California, Dude Sports. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, happy Friday, Cheryl, and everyone. I hope you guys brought your questions today because we got um, the big unit in in the waiting room right now. He's he's going to come on. Just as always, we're going to totally like keep it casual and um, and uh, and do some cool stuff. Um, <laughs> disappointing i didn't win the rudy helmet i know that so george and karen leclerc won the rudy helmet i posted our their reel on um, our instagram story it was pretty cool thanks for everyone that um that uh submitted their reels guys keep submitting some cool reels to and tag zoot and any partners that you have and who knows we may just like chuck some stuff your way just because it's pretty cool um a couple key dates there's a lot of people racing this weekend we got Morro Bay, Tulsa, and Chattanooga. So good luck to everyone um, that is uh, that's racing this weekend. So, without further ado, um, if you notice, I am donning. Um, it's a little. I can't. I don't know if you could totally see it. Um, anyway, check out my tat I got yesterday for my kids' uh, preschool uh, Father's Day thing. So I'm, I'm rocking that. But right now, I got some kits. This stuff is coming out. We got Sam Long's. 2023 collection coming out for you guys and so um in honor of that we're going to bring the man the myth the legend himself mr sam long on and we'll ask him some questions let's get a little personal and and let's see if we could make him uncomfortable um so hey sam what's up man welcome hey, what's going on yo 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 and here's the crazy thing i'm having the same drink as you but i'm not on a diet but uh i just <laughs> needed a little caffeine boost here for the afternoon so I, my coffee. I think I may I may have needed it as well. We did like, you know, an easy Friday ride that wasn't easy. And um and like I mean, we were just just like I can't keep up with Riley. Like I can't keep up with that kid. He's so strong. And then we had a full-on sprint, like a four-person sprint coming into the end of the like coming into the office is about a mile lead up. And we were in a, a full-on train, and then the boss man Sean made a made a move. He couldn't hold it though, and then I I we made a move, but it was like I don't know how many watts I was pushing, but I I felt like I felt like I was gonna have a coronary right after um, that because it was a super super hard effort. But Sam, thanks for joining us. Where are you at right now? Oh, there he goes. Hey, <laughs> yo, yo, look at that. Man, it looks awesome. <laughs> Couldn't hold the move. I broke the brake. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did beat him on the brake. He was trying to make the move, but he didn't have the power. Um, kind of like when you're passing the dudes in Snow Canyon, he couldn't. You know, I you couldn't keep up, and then there I and then, and then I couldn't keep up. But it was a it was a valiant effort. So, um, so Sam, where are you right now? Talk talk to us. What's going on in the life of of young Sam Long here? Yeah, so here I am. I'm in my. I'm actually in the house I grew up in as a as a as a child, as a young man. Um, especially because I didn't leave my parents' house till I was at like the age of 24 or something. I'm now 27, so I've just been out of the house for three years. Uh, I was just in Gulf Coast last weekend, as many of you probably know. Had a great race there. I flew straight to Boulder, and now I'm here for for six weeks. I'm racing 70.3 Boulder, and then I'm getting ready for Ironman Quarter Lane on June 25th. So I'm doing a little altitude camp i'm escaping the heat in tucson and uh yeah just coming back home for a bit sweet and and you know we know you're like 
it's always a struggle, right? Because you're you're always changing your what's going on in your life is changing, um, your racing's changing um, as you grow older. Like things are are changing, and and you know you made some changes yourself personally and professionally recently, and um, you know not that all those years haven't accumulated to to your current success, but you're you're kind of on a roll right now. Like what what's what's working for you is like, I, I know, I noticed you, you mentioned something about a mindset kind of change. Um, kind of what's, what's fueling you currently? Cause you're kicking ass. Yeah, totally. So I think in a way it's, it's almost like a journey back to myself that I experienced. Um, and the things that make me good is really embracing who I am. I'm a guy, I like to get out and I like to have fun and I like to train really, really hard. And I, I sort of like, uh, unconventional methods of training. Um, and I'm not a guy, I know the science and I follow the science a little bit, but I'm not a guy who likes to go out and just be staring at the watts or the pace and only paying attention to that. I get so much more out of myself if I'm just like, absolutely, hell yeah, I want to be outside. I'm with my buddies. I'm having fun. I'm taking in the beautiful nature and I'm just stoked on life and, uh, and not thinking about, you know, even the next race or anything. It's just about having fun in the moment. And and that's what seems to set me up for success while still making sure I have safeguards that I'm progressing like in a uh, sustainable way, I guess the word would be sustainable. And so I guess I feel like I got a little bit away from that in a way. Um, I don't know if I had a lot of attention on me and trying to find ways to improve and felt like, Oh, this, it, it's easy to say that, right? Oh, I want to improve. So I need to get more serious. I want to improve, so I need to get more serious. And so I tried to get more serious, and I almost got worse. Um, and so instead, I kind of came back to myself, and now I'm doing similar to what I used to do, but just with a bit more smarts, a bit more brains behind it, and it seems to be working. And, and of course, I mean, the biggest change of all is I'm, I'm going to have a baby now in nine weeks. Um, and so embracing that change and, and embracing how I grow as a person as I get older as well. Yeah, there's still time to to name your unborn child Mark. Still, there's still time. It's not you won't know until the baby comes out, and you'll be like, oh yeah, I okay. Know. Yeah, I, I know. But we secretly have one of the names of one of your kids. So, do you want to name after you, or do you want to name after one of your kids, Mark? Which one? I don't know, Mike. The one who, who you're who you're going for right now. The the guy's a the guy is a little he's a little crazy. So, um, sorry about that. Someone's calling me, but um. Yeah. So how have, have you started to kind of plan for that as far as like your, I mean, you, you come from a, a good sized family and I've, I've, I've met your mom, I've met your dad, I've hung out with them. You guys are, are, I haven't met any of your siblings, but you're a triplet, correct? Yep. Correct. And, and I have an older sister. And you have an older sister and you guys are all pretty close. And like, are you anticipating some like, major changes because you know once the baby comes like have you like have you reached out to any like other pros like maybe like ben or anyone that has kids be like hey man you know what what do you got what works for you guys because you know like being a pro athlete is pretty it's pretty gnarly right but also having a kid is pretty gnarly so are you kind of just prepping for that a little bit yeah i guess i'd say like i feel like I'm prepping, but I feel like no matter what I do, I'm not prepping enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and I've had like, yeah, I've had a lot of conversations with, with Ben Hoffman. I've had some conversations with Lionel. 
Um, I've had some conversations with Kyle Buckingham all because all three are in Tucson and I train with all three of them at times. And the biggest thing I've learned talking with everyone is like everyone finds their own way. So everyone kind of has very different things they do. And so it's sort of finding the own system that's going to work for, for Laura and I to make it work. And I guess that's also why I'm on a bit of a rampage racing right now, because I don't know what's going to feel right. I might just sort of take some time like off from racing so that it's like, okay, Hey, let me figure out this, this time of being a new dad. Cause that's going to maybe be hard enough and not feel like, Oh, I have to like perform at the top level on the world stage at the same time. And so of course I think I'll figure it out. It's going to be much, much harder than winning races. I am very certain of that. <laughs> it would be pretty cool to see, have baby Leo there when you, you know, when you win your world championship. So I'm still counting on that one to happen. So <laughs> that yeah, would be exactly. cool. So I can't do it this year because he'll only be like two or three weeks old, right? So yeah. I got to wait. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, we'll be there for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly, but you know, you have a really cool and a and a really a really good support system, which is like which is awesome. And it's it's going to be like, I mean, you'll see. It's going to be like the coolest thing you ever did. You know, like winning races is cool is cool and stuff, but you know, having your baby is is going to be awesome. And and we can't be happier for you guys. Um, you know, we know you're going to be a good dad and, and show that kid that show that kid the ropes, uh, which is pretty cool. And then and then when when he grows older, he's going to start crushing you for sure. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> and and I don't know if, if you guys out there have have seen Sam's last couple of YouTube's, but he talks about, um, you know, he talks about he had you talk about St. George a little bit. And if you guys haven't seen that one, it's, it's classic. It's like classic Sam. So I, I, I strongly urge you guys to go back and watch that. It's really it's really it's really hilarious. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, are you, are you, could you share with us a little bit about that story? Um, uh, just, I just kind of want to hit on it for those of you. Yeah. You're talking the snow Canyon story, right? Yeah. I'm talking the snow Canyon story. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, last year, the, well, there were two world championships there, but, uh, in October there was the 70.3 world championships. And, uh, I, I happened to be staying like literally right at the base of snow Canyon, which was so epic. Like our back, uh, patio, like kitchen table, literally looked out in snow Canyon. Like we were, I don't know, a hundred meters away from it kind of thing. And, of course, the uh, the race that race went horrible, and I moved on from it. And I was like, "Oh, nothing, nothing good whatsoever has come from this race." I just want to absolutely forget that. And then, like, literally, whatever, five weeks later, a month later, like, okay, my girlfriend's missed her period, and then we find out she's pregnant, and then we go and we see the doctor, and they give us the conception date, and it was like the day before <laughs> Snow Canyon, the day before the race. So I'm like, "Oh my God, my baby was conceived in Snow Canyon." <laughs> so. <laughs> So then yeah. when I go to St. George, I'm like, all right, I got to ride Snow Canyon for my baby, like, because this is where he was made. So it's like already I can I could give back to him. And it, it totally gave me the mental edge because in that race, whatever, two weeks ago now, that was like where I made my move and just established established me as the winner, basically. Yeah, that was pretty awesome to see. And then you and then you followed it up with with the Gulf Coast, um, which was pretty awesome because you you know, that was a not. That wasn't typically the kind of course that you're uh, a specialist at more like you're a, like, not that you're not a good swimmer and a runner, but you're like a super powerful biker. So um, you, you really try to put the hurt on those guys during the bike and then, and then, you know, run away. But on at Gulf coast, like, I mean, you had a phenomenal run. Like, I mean, you had a whole, obviously in a phenomenal race, but it was just like, I was just like, dude, Sam won again. And I didn't even get to see it. Cause it was like, I mean, that race was oh, so God, early. Yeah. 
two forty in the morning. It would have. I know. I know. I, I like. I woke up and I was just. I looked at the tracker. I was like. I was like, oh crap! I was like, Sam's in front. I was like, awesome! And it was almost <laughs> over. And then, and then it was. I couldn't believe it. It was. It was really cool. And it's. It's cool from a um, a brand perspective and a and a partner perspective that to see you guys do really well. And it's you know it's awesome now because because of you know the internet. We got phones. That's it's it's so easy to follow you. Where where back in the day you kind of had to just like wait to hear you know for, through the grapevine if you had a good race or nothing. But but it's so it's so cool to see. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this collection coming out. So. One of the things, if you guys aren't aware, like when, so when we tried to bring Sam on as a, as an athlete for Zoot, like we had been following Sam obviously for a while. And like, we had always, I talked to Sean and, 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 you know, we're always like, man, he'd be such a great fit for the brand. Like he's like set, like, it, it, like we got to get Sam, we got to get Sam. And I think we talked to you first at, um, St. George. At St. George. And we were just like, dude, like, hey, just keep us in mind, man. We'd love to have you, you know, no pressure, you know, yada, yada, yada. We'll make you a custom kit. We own our own factory. Let's go. I think you'd be a good fit. And, you know, long story short, it, it ended up working out and and we brought you on. And, and it's a really cool fit because you have such a rad personality that fits, um, you know, in tune with, with, you know, triathletes and, and our brand and, and, and we're able to kind of cultivate these signature series um, that really try to express the, the best we can and the best you can of you um, in your, in your apparel. And, and hence the, the Sam Long last year, we did the, the yo, yo, yo and the American rebel. And then this year we're doing the, the vice collection. So tell us a little bit about like the, the, design aesthetic and the inspiration and what you wanted to do and represent this year. And if you guys haven't seen, which I'm sure you have check out Sam's Instagram. Um, we are dropping this collection. It, it literally came in last night. The, the pallets came in last night and we're unloading them right now. Um, we're putting all the, the assets together for emails and, and, and uh, social media, but it's going to, it's going to release and be available on the website next Wednesday. So it's going to be available on the 24th. So keep an eye out for that. But um, it's a really cool design. It's obviously it's pink. Pink's kind of your color. You always integrate a little bit of pink. And then this year I'm wearing one of the cycle kits. So, so peep, peep game at that. Got a little flamingo on the back. We actually did. And, oh no, I took the tag off this, I guess. And it's a large, I might have to just wear this one. <laughs> And then, uh, which is which is pretty cool. So, these are the two cycle cycle kits for men. Um, these are the men ones, but it's you know it's it's a it's a you got the yo 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 right there. It kind of has an '80s vibe to it. Um, it's got pink. It, it's very you know South Beachy, and we got the we got the flamingos and stuff. So, talk to us a little bit about um, your initial thought and when you came with us and you're like, hey, I want to integrate a flamingo on these on these designs yeah totally so first i'll jump back a little bit and just say like it's it's immensely difficult but also immensely rewarding to to work and come up with like a line of clothing that represents who i am and and what i stand for right and i'm someone i have a lot of ideas in my brain and like they'll tell you guys because i sometimes like draw little schematics and send them to them and they're always like 
WTF? What the absolute <laughs> hell is this? Like, we can't even, like, read this. We can't see anything. Like, I just draw it up crazy, but I have these ideas in my brains. But thankfully, like, Nina is, like, absolutely amazing. And then, like, if I just sort of talk to her in my abstract ways, like, I'm just absolutely shocked at how she makes it, like, come to life in clothing. Um, and so... For me, it's always just all three of them have been such a rewarding process. And it's something then that I get such joy out of like, okay, I got to go and I got to wear a kit for the year. And, and each year I'm a different, you know, version and rendition of myself. And so it represents me who I am at that time. And then if I wear the old kits, it's like, it, it just reminds me of who and what I was at that time. But uh, this kit kind of started with like, I, I was actually down in Italy last summer. And um, this one buddy I was like swimming with had this had this speedo on with it was like black with flamingos and i saw that and i was just like i was like oh like it just came to me oh my god the flamingo times yo 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 it's like that's gotta be what what the theme was like and then i started looking more into like okay what's the like symbolism behind flamingos and flamingos are obviously as we all know they stand on one leg and they're tall and they're you know flamboyantly pink but they stand for like pizzazz and beauty and embracing your uniqueness and having fun while doing that so then i realized like oh the flamingo isn't just like something i saw in someone's speedo and liked like it's actually like the animal version of me um or it's the yo 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 in an animal and so i was like that's absolutely perfect um and then we kind of started talking more and it was like okay let's also take this another step let's call it like vice sort of like embrace the things that are unique about you right and the things that make me good which is what i was saying at the start and last year i felt like i got away a lot from like having as much fun as i could in the sport so it's a reminder to myself to keep having as much fun as i've always as i've always had and then in a way right i'm like uh i don't know i'm born in 1995 whatever generation that makes me but like i'm sort of like an 80s child i'm just like i love the throwback to the past so i was like okay we gotta like complete the vibe with you know the lines like that and then and then the blue came in. Uh, blue is like has always been sort of my second or even my favorite color. Pink chose me. I didn't really choose pink. Um, so I was like, okay, let's just kind of keep it going. Like, let's add a little layer as opposed to just pink, right? Because if you just keep doing all pink, it kind of it sort of wears itself out a little. And so I felt like that added another dimension to the kit. So I mean, I, as you guys can see, I get pretty excited about it. But I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm getting some doug i see your comment in there i'm wearing a t-shirt underneath this man he's he's making cracks he's making cracks on how tight this kit is um on me you know what's up uh <laughs> but, <laughs> but um so um we're gonna have lots of different styles in this um try cycle run there's a couple different versions of like, say this, like, like I showed you, this is a, a men's, you know, we have two versions of the men's cycle kit and, and it's really cool because it's, it's, it's summery, it's fun. It's like light. It is still bright. And um, it, you know, the pink even looks good on the dudes, but you know, you and I were talking and you, you know, you had said Flamingo and then Nina shout out to Nina. She, she does a, a phenomenal job on, uh, on the designs, which is really cool. But uh, I was like, man, that just, that so reminds me of like, Miami Vice, Sonny and Crockett. You know, we didn't get the we didn't get the Ferrari Daytona um, to take okay. a to take a video with, but uh, you know that would have been cool. Um, but it but it was really cool. The flamingos are, are a rad addition to this kit, which is which is pretty cool. 
Um, and it's going to be Cheryl. It's going to be men's and women's for sure. Um, we got a lot of stuff. But if you guys buy the women's swimsuit as soon as it comes out, because 100% that thing is going to sell out because it looks really cool. Yeah, I've already seen it on, on, on Laura, you know, and she looks like a rock star in it. And I'm like, yeah, the, the, the women's line, I almost think takes the like, I don't know, the women's line kicks serious ass this year. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, God, there's some other stuff I wanted to ask you about it. But um, okay, so next up, you have you have 70.3 Boulder. Now, you're that's that's in wait one three weeks three, three weeks in one three, day. Okay, three. So, how long does it take you to to acclimate to you know being in Tucson and then going back to Boulder? Does it is it a is it a, a change that you kind of need to adjust to, or are or do, are you right back in it? Because that's a that's a tough race. And if you happen to see my cousin Katie out on the race course, you gotta get you gotta give her a, a yo yo yo. Yeah, shout out. Okay, to well make sure she's in the, <laughs> make sure she's in the kit. That way I can. Oh, she'll be in the Team Zoo kit. Her. She'll be in the Team okay. Zoo kit. Hopefully, you guys have a lot of. There's a lot of Team Zooters racing that, you, and you hear a lot of yo yo yos uh, coming out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's always an, racing at Boulder is really hard because it's always an adjustment to the altitude, and so it's it's especially hard maybe if you're you know not able to come out here and be here like a month ahead of time like I'm doing. Um, I found so altitude is such a unique response to everyone. Everyone responds very differently. I grew up here, so I I respond like. I'd say I respond the most rapidly of anyone to adjusting back to altitude that like I've now been here for four days and I'm starting to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm getting the hang of this altitude thing again. But like a lot of the training partners I, I talk with, they sometimes feel like they need two or even, even more weeks than that. And so the nice thing is, is that at least if you're racing here, like even if you don't get here early, you're going to be breathing harder, but the bike will still be like, the overall time can still be about the same because the air is so thin here. So the air resistance is so low that the bike you'll make up quite a bit of time. Um, but the start of the swim is always like the worst if you're not adapted. And even if you are adapted, because you just, it's that much harder anytime you kind of go anaerobic. So you just want to pace it extra well. Does your heart rate kind of jump a little bit quicker because of the altitude or? Yeah, exactly. Like theoretically, right. Your zones would just become, lower right like everything is say six percent or seven percent harder so in a way you just have to go six or seven percent easier and then everything is sort of like the same but it's 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 a weird sensation because it's it's only in your lungs it's not in your legs so your legs will feel like okay but but yeah your lungs are going to be craving the oxygen <laughs> i never thought of that too the, the 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 ease and the air resistance um, that's it. That's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I wouldn't have even a thought about, oh, well, you're, you, you know, it's a little bit easier to move through the air on your bike, which is pretty cool. So are you running a, your, your one by setup or your two by setup on the bike? I'll run the one by setup. Yeah. So the Boulder course, right. We're in the mountains here, but I, they came up with the like flattest, easiest course you <laughs> could possibly create in Boulder. So I'll have, I'll have my 58 one by chain ring for Boulder. And is that, so is that a custom chain ring for you? 58? Yeah, so SRAM made four of them. I think they made them for the Giro d'Italia, and I, I guess they, I got one of them. I think the, the Pro Tour teams got the other three, and I got one of them, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> what size – you know, you have a long inseam. So what size crank – this, this question's for Dave, which I don't know if he could hear it or not out there, but um, what size crank arm do you, do you, um, do you so rock I, with 58? I'm settled on 172.5 on my TT bike. I think that's that's the optimal crank length for me. 
a lot we've seen a lot of like things people have gone down and a lot of bike fitters say go down so i tried to go down to 170 i was at 170 at clash miami and kind of for a few months this winter and i just could not push the same power so i think it it kind of goes to show it's very individual it's very unique i have like really my femur bone is super long so i think if i shorten that crank length i just lose the natural torque i have so um, that's the optimal length for me. So I'll, I'll run that regardless of what the crank crank chainring size is. So if, even if I say went down to 54, um, I would I would still run those 172.5s. And are you mostly riding that one by setup for the rest of the season, or like for Cord Lane, will you switch it up? That's a pretty hilly course, right? We'll see. I'm gonna kind of. So right now I'm testing the 58 here in Boulder. Up. Because in, in Oro Valley, it's like in Tucson, like a 58 is no problem. You're on the flats all the time. But I'm kind of testing it to get a sense of like, okay, what are the hills at Quarter Lane going to be like? I mean, I just like one buys. I, I think the aerodynamic benefits, I guess I like, or I just like the look of it. I don't know. Um, I hate shifting. I don't know. I hate shifting the front ring. So it's like, if I can just keep it in one ring than I I'd prefer to but we'll see because there's nothing worse and I learned this last year I went to Alpe d'Huez I did <laughs> Alpe d'Huez triathlon and actually I tried to get a chain ring switch but I was in Europe and I couldn't they it, still after COVID and I couldn't get the right parts and I had to do Alpe d'Huez on like a 50 a 54 but Alpe d'Huez was like crazy steep and it just I was absolutely destroyed by the end you you pushing like 40 rpm yeah, I, no, literally. So I started, I'll do it. It took me like an hour or something or 55 minutes. I started at like 60 RPMs, but I was at like 400 watts. That's how many watts it took to be at 60 RPMs. But then as I got tired, by the end, I was down to like 320 watts, but like 35 or 40 RPMs, which was like, it was almost worse. And that just cooked you, right? That just, oh, yeah, cooked that me. just destroyed you. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, yeah. And you, so you save a little bit of weight too, right? With that. You say, yeah. You save a little bit of weight. I mean, not, we're talking small, very small margins, right? Well, you know, that's what you're all about, right? You're all about small margins. I'm, yeah. I'm all about small, small margins. The funny thing is I was like, I was obsessing over, I got to have the one by Gulf coast. It could be the difference between getting away and winning the race or not. And then I'm like, well, I, I won by four minutes. So I'm like, Oh, probably could have had the two by, but <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I, 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 we had some more. We had some other questions for you. I think uh, Dave said, but you said he was going to comment in, but we don't. We don't have them on there now. When I when I came and visited you after um, after the uh, the Oceanside race, now I, I the one thing I did notice about and I, I didn't ask you about it, but one thing I did notice about your like your cockpit setup is like 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 dude, you're your arms are like this. Yeah. Now, are you naturally like, like if you're not on your TT bike for a while, like do you train on your TT bike, or it, does that take a while to get used to, or do like do you do a lot of yoga or what? Because like, like that is like, that's like the praying yeah. mantis, bro. It's like the eagle pose in yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's, yeah. So I I do most of my training on my TT bike. I probably do. 90 percent 80 90 percent of my tt bike um now i think it's a progression over time like if 
you know, three years ago, two years ago, I could not have gotten on there and done that. Like it would have, it would have blown my shoulders up. It would have blown my rotator cuffs. And like, I probably started out here when I was in it, you know, whatever, 10 years ago or whenever. And like little bit by little bit by little bit, I'd go in um, until I've gotten to where I can maintain that. So do you do, so as a pro athlete and like back to this, like bike fit idea now, like I always looked at bike fit, like it's, it's kind of fluid, right? So you, you get a bike fit depend, like if you're super fit on the bike and you're spending a ton of time on the bike, you're going to be a little bit more flexible and, you know, more comfortable on the bike. So your, your bike fit might be a little bit different than if you're like, haven't been on the bike for that long. So do you, how often do you get fitted on your, on your bikes throughout the season or not at all? Or how, how do you approach that? Yeah. So I try and see like a, a professional bike fitter, I guess I would say like twice a year, but most of the process happens within myself. I'll just make little changes because anytime you say you have an end goal and this is, I guess, in general for life, not just for bike fitting, right? If you have an end goal and you're here, like you can't just go from here to there, right? Like you have to come up with sort of baby steps that get you along the way. And and I think bike fitting is a great example of that. It's like, okay, if you want to get in here and you're out here, the absolute last thing you do is just go right to there. Like you have to come up with a sequence of, okay, I'll go in, you know, five millimeters and hold that for a month or two months. And, and all throughout the cues that things are working or not working is if your body is, is telling you it's okay. Like if you go in, you know, at first you might just feel a little bit of discomfort, but if you're getting like proper pain, then it's like, oh, I moved it in too much. Like I just have to maybe go half that, half that change and adapt a bit. Um, and also like, e even if you just make a very, very small change, you don't want to say make a very, very small change and then be like, okay, I'm going out for my 180 kilometer training ride, or, oh, I'm going to make a small change the day before my first Ironman or something. Because like, if you, even a very small change for lots of hours will be a new stimulus to the body. So you want to start with a small change and a small duration of ride. And then you kind of influence that over time. And then at this point, I just check in with the bike fitters kind of for confirmation. And I'll be honest, usually I'm like, uh, usually I feel like it's a big waste of my money because I got <laughs> <laughs> Oh, totally right you're like oh here like oh, it, it, and i swear to god these bike fitters it's like oh there you go $500 and I'm like and they tell me like wow the the progress you made and, and what she did everything looks perfect stay on it you're perfect and I'm like what I just paid $500 to get told I'm perfect but uh but anyways that's that's my thoughts on bike fitting uh I noticed too are you wearing do you wear an aura ring is that to help your sleep okay so the so the Garmin does the shout out to Garmin because you know, I know you have a different watch sponsor, but these things are dope, and, and it's like a it's like a double edged sword. And I I, I just want to point out that that's going to change once your baby comes, bro. And I hope you get used to getting on that trainer because you're going to be living that trainer life for quite some time. So I'm just prepping you right now that your 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 sleep metrics and your stats are going to like just get so jacked up like within the first year. So just plan for it, okay? And just and and, and like. And like, you know, it's part of the, um, my, I, I'll give you some dad advice. That is, that's like the fun, like going through all that kind of crap. And it's, I say crap, cause I don't have any other, I don't have any better words for it, but like, 
that's like the, good the, crap. the good crap. that's the, the good, good stuff crap. you know like that's like what what being a parent is is like that's the fun part of being a parent is kind of going through all those all those little stages with your with your kids is really cool um like i used to sleep my my, my leo he was like he sucked you know annabelle was like an angel my first one she like slept she was, she was totally fine leo sucked i just sleep on the ground with my head with my hand like through the crib like half the time just kind of like touches his back i was like sleeping on the floor for like three hours a night you know which is pretty cool but that like those are the things that you totally remember um do you have i want to kind of ask you if you have one piece of advice like just it, it could be to do with triathlon. It could be to do with it, like your, your experience as a professional triathlete and like, like, dude, you're killing it. And I, I know I've told you this before, but you're 27 year old, years old. You're at, you're at the, you're, you're at the top of your profession and you're not even like, like you're, you're pretty young at it. Like you're not like, you still have a lot of good years ahead of you. So, and you're, and you're already at the upper crust, which is like, which is awesome. So I, I hope you realize that like, like you're already killing it and you got a, you got a huge fan base and, and at least everyone that's part of team Zoot is, you know, they're, they're like diehard Sam Long fans, which is really cool. But um, I, I hope you appreciate and you see like, like the things that you're already doing at your time and you just enjoy like, and give yourself a little bit of like kudos for it because it's like, you're kicking ass. And, and um, so just, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I want to say that, but, but you are. So just embrace that. And, and you, and Laura is super cool. She's probably way too cool for you. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> that's, that's my secret tip for success. Find <laughs> someone who is like way above your level and everything. And I'm batting way above my average. And yeah. boom, that's my, that's how I make it. Yeah. Um, but what's some kind of advice that you would give uh, a, an age group athlete um, that, that they could kind of take with them that might help them in their journeys to, you know, cause we, we do all the same things that you guys do. We get, we get injured, we get, you know, we have ups and downs and, and sometimes, you know, we, we're not racing for a paycheck We're we're racing for fun, which is kind of sometimes more frustrating because, you know, you're sucking all your time and money into this, into this, uh, into this lifestyle. And, you know, sometimes it has, has great rewards and sometimes it really smacks you in the face, but, is there anything that you kind of could you know, give to us and, and that might help us along the way? Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things I'd come up with, but what I've recently discovered, rediscovered, and what's always been a big part of me is, is just really making sure I'm having fun with it. And I think, right, when you get professional and, oh, you're trying to win world titles and so on and so forth, it's like, in a way, you can lose track of the fun. But I think even as age groupers, sometimes we can get, so caught up in the goal and and everything that we lose track of the fun and so i think like again right there's all the science and there's all okay you want to do these structured intervals and you want to do x y and z and and of course most of us were so type a right so we're going to do all that anyways but it's like i don't know say you've got your right your friday lunch ride like you just had and and guess what what sounds fun well it sounds it sounds fun to sean to make an attack and to form a pace line and for you guys to go after it it's like Maybe it was just supposed to be an easy ride, but like you guys are all out there having fun. And, and as a consequence of that, you're actually getting a better workout and you're getting more fit. And like, I think that's really the, the goal. And I, I don't know. I just think I've seen our sport go like so far in the other direction, say from, say from the eighties, from the vice collection, from the eighties, right. Where it used to just be, Oh, let's go out and let's go and ride 
you know, to the nearest donut shop or the farthest donut shop rather, which is a hundred miles away. Let's eat five extra large donuts and let's ride back. You know, like that's the, that's the nature of what used to happen. And people were pretty darn good doing that. And I think obviously you want to find somewhere in between, but now it's like, I don't know. It just seems like sometimes it's so rigid in, in everything. So that's what I'd say. Yeah. Riley's chiming in here. Could next time you come out, if you plan to do Oceanside next year, or, or something. I need. I need. A, I need like at least one extra free day for you out here, so you could come out and just smash Riley. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I want. I want you guys to. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. Riley's pretty fit. He just put him at the quick and dirty mountain bike race last night. Shout out to Riley. Um, but um, I can't. The kid, dude. He's like you guys are the same age. It's so crazy. I don't, I don't, I, maybe it's, maybe I'm just too old. I can't, I don't even know why I try, but it is fun. He just smashes us and, and there's, there's, there's never an easy lunch ride. I don't know why. It just, it's like, like we could be doing a Toys for Tots Christmas ride and it, it turns out to be like a hammer fest. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's really good advice. Um, yeah, I have fun. That's so true that, that, you know, we're doing this. I mean, we're doing this for fun. That's, that's, that's a really good piece of advice. Like have fun with it. And if you have fun with it, you know, you're not going to get bummed out if you, uh, you know, if you don't have a good day or, or a good race and you, you most likely will. And, and that's the cool thing about seeing, you know, seeing you race and seeing you come across the finish line with a big smile on your face and, you know, even, even racing, you're, you're, you know, you're determined, but you know, it's, it's, if we could get, if, if the team leaders out there cheering you on, could get a crack, get, get a, you get a crack a smile. That's a, that's a win for sure. Um, out on the race course, even when you're pushing some big Watts up snow Canyon. Um, okay guys, vice this collection. And we're going to, we're going to be doing some sneak peek stuff. Um, uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think we'll get, we'll start releasing. It's the kit that Sam has been racing in this year. Um, it, it is, it's right now. It's my favorite kit. It's, I like it better than the yo, yo, yo kit. And I like it better than American Rebel Kid. It just it looks really cool, and and it, it looks good on you on on the um, on the on the race course. And so that's coming out May twenty fourth, next Wednesday. Um, you will get an email. Everyone on here hopefully is on Team Suit, so I, I know for sure you guys are going to get that email. Um, so keep a keep an eye on it. It's a good way to support um, support us. It's a good way to support Sam, um, which is really cool, and it sh show the solidarity, even if even if it's just like getting a singlet, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to push any, push you guys to buy anything um, that you don't want to, but if you, you want to show support and solidarity, that's a, it's a good way to do it. Um, another thing I wanted to actually just kind of throw out before uh, we, we hop off to all you team zooters out there, especially you team zooters that are in the SoCal region, um, the team zoot SoCal camp, which is uh August 10th through the 13th in beautiful Carpinteria, California. Sam, you want to come out for that one? We could we could crush it up uh, up Gibraltar, the Gibraltar climb. Um, but uh, please reach out to to John Romay um, camp. We only have a, a certain amount of slots for that camp, and so it'll it'll fill up fast. So please reach out to John Romay, your SoCal teams of captain. Um, because if you guys want to be a part of that, it was a blast last year. It's, we, we camp out. It's like right on a beach. It's really cool. Have you ever climbed Gibraltar in, in uh, Santa Barbara, Sam? No, I haven't. All right. Well, you don't, you, you know, a one by is not recommended for that climb, which is pretty cool. It's a beautiful climb. They did it in the tour of California. 
and it basically goes up. You can see it's really, it's really awesome in Santa Barbara. So, so um, please reach out to him. Um, it is non beer Friday. I might, John, I might, I might have one beer tonight. Just, just, <laughs> just one. There it is. There's the truth. <laughs> There's the truth. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I can't. I can't move my computer right now because it's all hooked up. But but see, that we're, comes we're, back to it, Mark. You gotta have fun with it. If you cut out all the beer, if you cut out what's fun, I know. Guess what? In eight weeks, you're gonna get to the start line. And you're gonna go like, holy hell, I'm miserable, <laughs> and you're you're not. It's not even gonna be worth it, right? Our our office is right next to a brewery, and like, especially on Fridays. My my window is like faces right by the front door, and I just see people coming in and out like all day Friday. Just like I'm like, dude, these people aren't working. It's two o'clock. It's cutting out. Um, but Sam, thanks so much for coming on. Good luck to you guys. Um, and uh, you know, we we wish you all the best. And and big shout out from the Team Zoot community out there. And thanks Team Zoot for for cheering on Sam along with all of our other athletes, which is which is always a blast. And and cheering on each other because uh, it's really cool to see everyone racing. And, and Sam's next race is going to be Boulder and uh, and then some Coeur d'Alene, which happened to be my very first full-distance Ironman. So you better beat that time, bro. Okay. So, <laughs> Which means as long as you, like, don't crash, right? But, but basically, everybody I, – I don't, I don't know if you guys – this is my experience dealing with these pro athletes, these jerks. You know, they're like, oh, I had a bad race, and they did, like, I don't know – eight hours, you know, or whatever. Like, oh, I got, I got seventh and my race was like eight hours. I was like, dude, could you imagine? That's like gunning. That's like superhuman. So it's, you guys are, you guys are on a different playing field is what I'm, what I'm trying to say to you, but I really appreciate you coming on. Good luck. And uh, everyone send Sam and Laura some, some uh, good vibes. And, uh, and we wish you the best with the, with the baby. If you guys don't follow Sam, on uh, Instagram and YouTube, you are missing out. Um, it's it's pretty funny. Follow his journey, which is really cool. So, thanks, Sam, and uh, everyone. Have fun this weekend. That's the message, you know. Go for it, right? Um, go kick some ass, and uh, and good luck to everyone racing. So we'll see you. We'll see you next Friday when when we have another pro in town, Ellie Salthouse. She'll be in. She'll be in studio, and uh, I'm gonna have her try to take take Riley on the lunch ride um, if she can. So. But uh, but cheers, everyone. We'll we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Nice. Yeah, we'll see you all out there and around. Thank you. Cool.